now. We welcome to the bunker a very longtime friend of ours, Al Murray, the assistant general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Your Lightning won last night, Al. How about that? Hockey is the toughest sport for the top team to win the championship. Because we really have had high expectations for about five years now. We've been to uh, one Stanley Cup final. We've been to two other uh, Eastern Conference finals. And I think that's the expectation of everybody in the organization. And uh, anything less than Stanley Cup will be disappointing for us this year. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Happy Tuesday, everybody. And welcome inside the bunker here in Western Canada. Uh, it is episode number 511 of the RP Show. Still haven't got my headphone worked in. How's it look, though? Looks great. Okay, that's the main thing. Looks awesome. Look good, feel good. Oh, yeah. Uh, you ready to talk sports? Of course. I'm very excited about the program today. I'm excited every day, but our good friend Michael Landsberg's joining us from, uh, can I just say TSN's off the record? Yeah, you can. <laughs> How long has it been since that's been on the air? That's what they should have called the radio show that they're doing. Off the record, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Uh, I think he's doing okay, though. What do oh, they yeah. call the show he's on, Clark? Get Up? Verse First Up. I thought it was Get Up. Uh, Michael Landsberg will be with us. And then Andy McNeil. From the Vegas Sports and Information Network, from VEASAN, Andy McNeil will join us to talk numbers, talk Stanley Cup playoffs, and all the rest. But just before we jump into the quick six, i got to say this. Um, I haven't watched as much ESPN Get Up as I would like because I was sitting outside on the patio these not hot but nice mornings here oh. in the sweatpants capital. And, and, and as a matter of fact, today I was a little behind getting ready because I'm like, oh, just a few more minutes out here having my coffee and... Enjoying the sunshine and the Tell birds me chirping. about it. Yeah, it was the same thing. I was on the water and I like it was eight thirty. I was still in the water. I'm like, I gotta get. To, I got a shower yet. I gotta get <laughs> exactly. to the office. Exactly. Exactly. It was one of those. You just can't pull yourself away. You have to understand something, you people that are watching this show where the weather's great twelve months a year. It's not here. So when you get a few days that you can sit outside in the morning and have coffee and. You don't want to leave. That's right. Right? So that's, that was me today. But maybe, maybe we should take the show outdoors one day. What do you That'd think? That would be cool. Uh, let's go with the quick six show topics, please. Enough lollygagging. Enough lollygagging. Let's go. Number one, the Tampa Bay Lightning destroy, eviscerate the New York Islanders last night, 8 nothing in game five of that Stanley Cup playoff series, that semifinal. And the Lightning go up 3-2. And I'm watching the game. And I'm like, this is not a game. Did you watch any of it? What were you doing oh, last yeah, night? Oh, yeah. I watched it. wasn't even enjoyable. No, it wasn't. It was 3 nothing before I you know, even knew what was going on. And then, and then Rich Sutter was texting me with his thoughts on the game. And we're going, kind of going back and forth. And I said, listen, it's not over. Varlamov isn't going to crap the bed again. It, it reminded me so much of Vegas losing 7-1 to Colorado in game one of round two. Like, the world was ending then, remember? And our good friend Dave Randorf, I heard him this morning on NHL radio as I was driving in here saying, oh, it looks like the Lightning are moving on to the Stanley Cup final. I'm like, Rambo, you know <laughs> you, better. You don't have four yet. Rambo, you should know better. They don't have four yet. And the Islanders are going to come back on Thursday night just or Wednesday night just frothing at the mouth. So I don't think this thing is over. But I agree with the pundits, and I saw what Craig Button said. Like, the Lightning just steamrolled them. They just flew by them like it was the Autobahn in Germany. The Islanders should be embarrassed. I guess I'd rather lose 8 nothing than one nothing in overtime. They're going to be embarrassed. The Lightning might be feeling a little fat about themselves going into Long Island, thinking this is going to be easy. So, despite 8 nothing and the game really sucked, 
series ain't over. No, it's not. And I don't really put this on the goaltenders. I mean, it is. I mean, they played poorly. But the whole team, I mean, up and down the ice and those chances. And sometimes the pucks just go in. Wasn't that they were always just going through you, but yeah, that's top to bottom a a tough one uh, for the Islanders. But you know Barry Trotz will have them ready. Game six is back at home. I could very much see this series going seven games. Very much. Uh, Darren Workman's watching in Salt Lake City. He says, "Is eight nothing in hockey like sixty three to nothing in football?" Just asking. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can sit and laugh at the Islanders all you want. It was one game, and it's a loss. Jeff the Stamps fan says you don't see a playoff game that one-sided very often. You don't, but I just mentioned we saw Canada's team, the Golden Knights, lose in Colorado 7-1 in Game 1. Now, the difference between Game 1 of Round 2 and Game 5 of a semifinal, Round 3, there's a big difference there, yes. but the result is the same. And I expect this to go 7, but it just sounds to me like the Islanders... I should say it sounds to me like the Lightning think that that's all, it's over and they're going to be going to the Stanley Cup Final, which incidentally... I was reading The Athletic this morning, too, and I got this. Where the heck is it? Here's the, here's the likelihood, Darren, from The Athletic. Going to the Stanley Cup final, actually winning the Stanley Cup, 51% of winning the Stanley Cup the Tampa Bay Lightning have right now, wow. based on their wow. analytics. That means the other three teams are fighting over the other 49%. Exactly, and Vegas has a 36% chance. The Montreal Canadiens have an 8% chance, and the Islanders down to 6%. That's a winning at all. Okay. But for Tampa Bay to advance to the next round, they have an 80% chance, according to the athletics analytics. Wow. You believe in that stuff? I I do, but you have to play the games. Right. Yeah, the chance is there and for betting and stuff like that, but it doesn't mean that they're going to win. You have to play the games. I very much see that series going seven. I really can. Be a much different game in game six. Uh, So to point two, <clears throat> Brayden Point, who adorns our desk every day, he's right here in his Warrior jersey. He's got an eight-game goal-scoring streak on the go, and that's two off the record of Reggie the Rifle Leach. And I guess last night, after the game, Point talked about this streak, and he's like, I don't even want to talk about it, guys. And I don't think he does want to talk about it. He wants to talk about winning another Stanley Cup. Maybe that would have been a good poll question. Is Braden Point going to hit the 10-game streak and tie Reggie the Rifle Leach? Because... Do you know how hard it is to score in the National Hockey League? Score, period. Do you think he's going to hit it? I don't know. It's so hard. so hard. And when you get so close. He makes it look easy. Yeah, sure he does. You start thinking now about it. And people are talking about it. And yeah, maybe you find a way to keep it alive because you put him out there with an empty net or something too. But he's just so good. And I remember Tim Hunter when he was the Moose Jaw Warriors. Now, Tim coached at the World Juniors. He coached the Moose Jaw Warriors. Some really good teams. And... And, he'd, and he's in the NHL, too, an assistant coach. And he said he had never seen anybody that saw the ice and can distribute the puck the way Braden Point did. Mm-hmm. He didn't talk about his goal scoring. Now we're seeing he's got that, too, the ability to shoot the puck and score. I mean, just a special player to watch and a player who does not crumble in big moments. So it leads me to believe he's got a real good shot. It's wild. We're seeing a lot of players that are better in the NHL than they were in junior. Yeah. Uh, Mark Stone, Braden Point, Carey Price, which incidentally, that's our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who's the top candidate for the Conn Smythe Trophy as playoff MVP as we sit here today? Your options are Nikita Kucherov, 
Alex Petrangelo, Braden Point, and Carey Price. And on Twitter, Carey Price is leading with 43% of the vote, and I see on Facebook even more. They love Carey Price in this mm-hmm. country. 55% of the vote. So moving on, uh, point three, Montreal at Vegas tonight. The odds makers, by the way, those athletic odds makers and analytics people are going with Marc-Andre Fleury, although on NHL, like that he'll start tonight for Vegas, which I think he should. But then on NHL radio this morning, they thought it should be Robin Leonard and it was a slam dunk, and why are we even talking about it? So it's literally like a 50-50 proposition. Can we watch, Clark? Make sure we find out who's first off. I was going to say, skate today probably Vegas. an hour or two, we should know who's in the starters net and, and who's off first at, pra- at the morning skate and, and who's going to start tonight. I said it. I'm, gonna go, I'm going with Flurry. If I'm the Knights, I'm going to Flurry. It's not an elimination game. You know, if it was, I'd maybe consider Leonard the hot hand. You know, you're kind of nervous yeah. about who to start. But the plan is that Flurry's the guy. So go right back. You gave him the rest. Now go right back to your guy. It's on plan. The locker room understands. No, we're right where we need to be, right on track. Well, the, um, again, the talk this morning on NHL radio was that Flurry, he made a mistake. How long does he have to pay for his mistake? Because he's not the only guy that made a mistake. And that's why I think that he should start. That's right. He's the guy. But I'm like, why are you guys saying Leonard should start? Whatever. I enjoy the talk. I enjoy the banter. All these Habs fans that are getting so hurt. I hope we're still friends when we emerge from this. You understand it's just a game, right? Like, You don't need to really get that upset and hate me because I'm cheering for the team that's playing yours. It's it's unbelievable when you think that friendships get ruined over sports. Oh, I know. So it's so stupid. Anyways, point four. We still got a lot of time here in the warm-up for Ecol Electric, your complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Esteban, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Ecol Electric. Let's get to work. Right after coffee. Uh, Robin Leonard did come out after the game the other night and thanked the media for motivating him. Did you see the clip? Of course. And I love it. Like, I just, in a lot of ways, I wish Leonard would just shut his mouth, but in a lot of ways, people wish that I would just shut my mouth. And it's just not going to happen. How about that? Right. So, Robin, you go, guy. If that's what it takes to motivate you, because if they start him tonight, I'll be comfortable. As a Golden Knights fan, I really will. I would rather start Flurry. I'm a Flurry fan, but the haters. <laughs> the haters. I mean, where would we be without our haters? We haven't talked about that for a while. It motivated Robin Leonard to put up the plywood the other night in a 2-1 overtime win. So I get a kick out of the haters. They get me out of bed in the morning. I, thank you. Thank you. Because you've motivated me to do all the things that I've done. I know. So I totally get where Leonard's coming from. I don't talk about it a whole lot. He talks about it a lot. He said he shows up at the ring four hours before the game. Takes, takes his own bus. <laughs> yeah. And for two hours, reads he reads Twitter, Twitter and, and sees all the things people are saying about him. And that motivates him. You know, the media, he says, so he's like, when you guys write all this, you know, crap about me, uh, I go for two hours. And then the team shows up and I, you know, do my thing with them. Couldn't believe it. I don't know if it's true or not, if he actually shows up four sure hours does. before to read Twitter, but it gets him going. It, it does. It fuels you. Oh, I love this. I love, like just with this show, people are saying it wouldn't last. Look where we are. Rolling on. Keep telling keep us it, what we can't keep, do. Keep it coming. Uh, point five, Carl Nassib comes out as the NFL's first active gay player from the Vegas Raiders yesterday. And tell me if you're the same as me. First thing I thought when I saw that, I got a notification on my phone. 
Raiders' Carl Nassib comes out as first openly gay player in the NFL. My mind immediately went to Michael Sam, like immediately. And, but I watched the coverage on SportsCenter, as I always do, and I didn't realize that Sam, although he signed and went to training camp, played four games in the preseason for the Rams, he never played in a regular season game. I know guys that played with Michael Sam in St. Louis and in Montreal. Michael Sam's another story. Here's the problem with Michael Sam. He just wasn't that good. Remember when he was drafted and he stood up and planted a big old wet one on his partner at the, remember that draft? And it was like, whoa, we were all like, I guess that was his coming out party on draft day. But the problem was he just wasn't that great a player. Carl Nassib seems to be like a great player. I I don't know too much about him, but I just say, like everybody, like the Raiders are backing him, everybody in the NFL is backing him. And of all the commentary that came out about Carl Nassib, what I liked the best was from Roger Goodell. If you saw his statement, the commissioner of the NFL said, I look forward to a day where this is not headline making. I How agree. about that? I agree. How you know, and it, it, I think there will be a day. We have to just understand it doesn't happen like that. But these are the little steps that need to take place, whether we're dealing with your sexuality, whether we're dealing with racism. It's not going to be fixed like this. But every little step that we take is positive. And our kids and our grandkids will grow up in in a world that's completely different. We might not. But if we take the steps now, they will live in a better world where this isn't headline news. And you're right with Michael Sam. We have to be able to separate football and the other stuff doesn't mean that you can't come out and be openly gay and be on the football team. But at the same time, we can't keep you on the football team just because you're gay either. And because it's great. Pub- and we don't want to you know, look like we're hating because we cut you. You have to still be good at football. But the fact that, you know, he's comfortable to come out. I saw Warren Moon saying that he played with several, you know, gay players that didn't come out. And they're all great players and they're all great teammates. And you can only imagine how tough it was. Um, so this is a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. And, but there's a, there's, a, there's a stigma to that, that. But I am in a minority of people in recovery from addiction. And there's a huge, huge stigma there. So many guys that I talk with on a daily basis just petrified of it getting out that they're in recovery from alcohol addiction, drug addiction, or whatever addictions it may be. So that we got a lot of work to do there, too. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I battle the stigma there as well. And the funny thing is, you know, I come in here every day. You get the best of me better than anybody ever has as an employer, right? So I'm like, well, how is there there a stigma with that? This is the best thing ever. But there is. So whatever. We move on. My last point, and it's a big one. I had, here's what I have written. Point six. More CFL vets to retire? Mm. Question mark. Yesterday, Chad Jeter and Braden Tex Schramm from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. This morning, Derek Dennis, good friend of ours, the bone crusher. Good friend of yours, too. Basically saying, I'm not going to play football in 2021, but I'm not retiring. You should go read his Twitter. He said, I, football is not providing the livelihood for me to support my young family that it once did. So I'm not playing this year, but I'm not retiring. Here we go again. I don't know exactly the reasons behind that other than Derek Dennis is a very honest guy. If this is the reason why he's hanging it up for now, then that's why he's hanging it up for now. Garrick Jones came on this show during the pandemic early on. The commish, remember the commish out of Houston? CFL, NFL vet. He goes, there's going to be so much pain and sacrifice made in the CFL moving forward. Here we are. You're popping champagne, 
You know, you're throwing streamers. Woo, 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 we're back playing. You're so far away from it being good in the CFL right now. And you're just seeing it more. So maybe we can get Derek Dennis on to talk about his decision, but every day we're going to hear more. It's a lot of pain. Yeah, and we've heard from coaches that there's going to be more retirements. they got to get these rosters down, too, and who's in shape and who's not. And, you know, it's a tough decision. You want to hang on and hopefully collect another paycheck and a signing bonus and whatever you can do. And with Dennis, you know, not retiring, but he's not playing football, these guys don't want to stop playing. They love football. Of course. They don't want to leave the game. But they got to do what's right for their families. And I respect that. Nelson Hackwich will end it on this. One of our viewers, one of our P1s. Rod said it last year. The CFL will look very different the next time we take the field. Unquote. Oh, no, but Rod's a hater. Rod's just negative. Rod's just a jerk. No. Rod's telling it the way that it is. And everybody's just going to catch up sooner or later. So keep it here. Where it's real. Every day. And doesn't get much more real than Michael Landsberg, our good friend from TSN 1050 Toronto. He'll be with us next. This has been the warm-up brought to you by E-Cold Electric. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com.